This podcast is brought to you by the Gosh Learning Academy. Hello and welcome to the Power of Murmuration podcast, where we explore modern management and leadership practices, leadership as a state of mind, and co-create a leadership-focused future. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Amelia. And we are both leadership and management partners at Great Ormond Street Hospital. So in this, our first murmuration, I guess we should just explain, first of all, what your expectation should be. And that, that will be that in the coming weeks and months, we want to talk to people, ask questions, interview, share experiences with maybe some well-known figures, some leaders and managers, both inside and outside of our own organization and some of our peers, all of whom will have a different sense of leadership and management. But to begin with, what I wanted to understand and to give you some understanding is why we're calling all of this series a murmuration. You probably know murmuration is linked into birds, particularly starlings, who murmurate. They form great clouds in the sky and they circle and whoop and create the most amazing shapes. And I think for Emilia and I, we both thought actually each one of those little birds is actually a leader. There's no one individual in control. There's a huge amount of, of shared or distributed leadership, however you want to call it. All of them, the way they occur, all of them must watch the bird near them. And then six birds will take action. Their movements will adjust depending upon the bird that they're watching. and thus. You get something that's different, that's unique, that's creative, a shape that has never happened before, and the sum of the parts exceeds what they could all individually achieve. So like those birds, we'd like to encourage leadership as a state of mind rather than simply a positional power. That's kind of linked. To, am I right in thinking, Emilia, that's kind of where we were coming from, isn't it, with this murmuration? Yes, it's true. And what I find interesting is that they all seem to be connected in some way. And it's invisible to the eye how exactly they are connected, but they are. And what struck me is the phrase that I keep seeing when I read or listen to leadership talk, leadership thought, is the collective action, which really, really brings it home to me when I think about murmuration, is that connections. What are the connecting factors? How do they connect? Who connects when and where and how and why at that moment and not at any particular other moment? Absolutely. I think the why, particularly for starlings in a murmuration, I think the jury is still out. There's a couple of thoughts that people have had. First is that they're trying to distract birds of prey. They're doing it from a safety point of view. Another thought is that they're trying to gain warmth just before they roost, because usually murmurations take place at dusk. Both of those two reasons for me don't really strike home because birds have known to fly many, many miles in order to join a murmuration. So an incremental increase in warmth would not really account for that. And neither would trying to avoid a bird of prey. If you've flown many miles on your own, then why on earth would you join a group to almost attract a bird of prey? So there's a third possibility that they're currently working on, 
which is that idea of communication, that at the end of the day, you're catching up with your friends, your relatives, birds of a feather, you're sharing the news, you're sharing all the good eating places, you're sharing each other's health and well-being, how you are, what's been happening. You generally hear that, that whoosh and that chattering going on as they go through the murmuration. And I think whilst it does look flawless from the outside, I'm sure that those birds are working very, very hard. Their, their self-awareness, they're watching all the time, they're, they're tweaking their movements, they're adjusting their movements. There's a certain, I know you said this before to me, Amelia, there's a certain intuition that actually they can't know what's happening on the outskirts of the murmuration. They can't know what could be the possibility of the next direction. But actually, they trust each other and they're in tune with each other and they somehow create such wonderful, wonderful shapes. I, I just, I've been thinking how that, how that would then translate into organizational leadership how that clunkiness often that we feel in, in organizational leadership compared to a flawless murmuration, or indeed, is it a flawless murmuration? It's interesting, isn't it? What fascinates me is, so when you were talking, I was thinking about this preparedness. Do they learn? Do they not learn? How do they learn? And it's observable flawlessness. How do we know that? Maybe, the, maybe there isn't flawlessness there. Maybe there are mishaps and mistakes and misinterpretations and because of the collective action of individual starlings who have this amazing awareness of the situation of their peers may i call birds peers i think so of those others around them that they react in a way that makes it flawless or rectifies the situation or change the flow and why not because of, you know, something happened somewhere, the pattern has been broken and they instantaneously change the pattern to make it flawless again, to change direction, which really fascinates me when you think about how starlings know when to fly together simultaneously. It's, it's a mystery, but it makes me think about this theory of Otto Scharmer. Otto Scharmer is a senior lecturer at MIT and a founding chair of the Presencing Institute and also author of several books, including Leading from the Emerging Future. There is this theory U, which I am fascinated by and, and really, really want to learn more about, which talks about presensing, which is your ability to sense an emerging future, ability to sense that something out there is starting, is happening, maybe some other birds translating to our language, some other leaders are already feeling or instigating and again it's invisible to you you have no direct connection to it but somehow you are able to grasp it and then you work towards it to make it happen absolutely fascinating do you know you've taken me back Emilia do you remember oh it was several years ago when we first saw that video of it's called the dancing man or lessons in leadership from the dancing man, yeah. a, a man, a, a real live event, not well filmed, but then that's mobile phones for you standing on a hillside, dancing just on his own. And then conversation goes to the first follower and he's dancing along with, and they're both looking fairly stupid at that point. And then I think three minutes passes 
And the whole of the hillside is alive with this gyrating set of bodies. And I, I just got to thinking, for humans, the music was playing. But I wonder with birds, I wonder with all of us, is there some kind of a rhythm going through, some kind of a, a collective something or other? I think it's intuition. I think it's that gut instinct. I think it's communication. It's emotional intelligence. It's awareness. It's, it's that feeling that you're a part of something. So that in the Dancing Man video, for example, in the end, you look more stupid by sitting on the sidelines than actually getting up and letting it all hang out and being free, as it were. So, yeah, I, if, if you've never seen or heard, I don't know, should we be on commission for this, Amelia? <laughs> That's the dancing man on the hillside. Definitely, you took me back, Amelia, to that, to that, that, that for me is a human murmuration, isn't it? It's a curious thing. I've never thought about the dancing man and what happened later to be a murmuration. But what? I guess we could translate it into human murmuration. And what she brought for me, Jennifer, is some of the researchers who, who study starlings and studying murmurations, they have noticed that um, they have called it a system and they have compared it to other systems that emerge in nature, like crystals forming or avalanches and how they have described that kind of that the behaviors, I guess, and, and, and the, the creation as being on the edge and ready to be transformed in the instant. And I wonder, I wonder whether those, those followers who were following the dancing guy, whether that's exactly what, or similar to what they have been going through, sitting on the edge, observing, learning, getting prepared, presensing what is happening and what would their role be in it. And then somehow they get ready to be transformed. Then they get up, they join the murmuration on the hill. Yeah. Yeah. I think it takes a lot of open-mindedness, a lot of trust that they will be welcomed, that they will be received, that they will be made part of the community, the murmuration. And there's that sense of safety there as well. And I wonder whether we were talking about preparedness and preparedness to lead, preparedness for leadership organizations. And I wonder, are those the lessons that we ought to learn from murmurations? That open-mindedness, that trusting, that safety, open arms, open wings. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and when you were talking about avalanches, that, that, that sense of momentum, mm. which is what I think is a word that used in the Dancing Man video as well, that there, there is a deep energy in that. And I think, I, thought, I don't know, post-COVID, that there seems to be a loss of energy generally in, in the world at the moment. And I wonder if we all should try and regain our our agility, our creativity, our ability to flex in the moment, our energy and our enthusiasm, motivation, inspiration, all of those things. Because the one thing that I really, really gather from birds that murmurate is that there's no secret agenda. There's no one person trying to outwit others. And I think the world has become so much more competitive. There is something about harnessing everybody's strengths rather than competing against people or concern about how you're looking from the outside. Exactly as you say that, I suppose that open-mindedness, can I, if it's not too philosophical and deep, that open-heartedness too. Yes. So 
absolutely. And when you talk about the strengths and those individual leaders, actually then drawing from your power, drawing from your expertise, your experience, your knowledge, to welcome those new joining the memoration, those who may be less experienced or for those who it could be a new thing or they're trying to find their rhythm in the memoration to support them, to teach them, to guide them, to coach them. And if they make a mistake, because let's face it, the speed with which the birds are flying, very easy to be a half a wing beat out or move direction or a gust of wind takes you. As we do as humans, we can have off days often that actually the others will become more in synergy with that with that one so that actually it's it's the mistake is swallowed up somehow that the flow continues so that it looks seamless i'm just got to thinking about times when you know amelia when we're training and we sometimes say something that wasn't part of the plan or that we've said something ahead of time and ahead of our actual plan and somehow the other person stepped in and and smoothed it over so that actually it all looked seamless and perfect from the outside, but actually you and I knew mm-hmm. we could have done that a little bit differently. Not better, not worse, but just differently. So I, I wonder, we, we talk a lot about how we wanted it to be and what it didn't end up to be. I think that that's, that's an important part of murmurations looking perfect, but actually there's probably a few little creatures in there that didn't do what they thought they were going to do. So you said you didn't want to be very philosophical and it's not really (laughs) philosophy, but one of the paradigms that social constructivism, that actually accepting murmurations, each of them will be different because of the stylings that will happen to take part. And same in, in our scenarios and in leadership, that some situations we may be going into a situation with a certain idea or certain aspiration and situation may evolve differently to what we desire because of the context, because of the different players in the situation. And that's okay. Because yeah. all of us will, will have inputs. All of us we will learn something. And all of us we will construct one step of the future for the next one. With all of our flaws and all of our misconceptions and our preconceptions and our biases, conscious and unconscious, absolutely. We bring our whole self wholeheartedness to the joy of a murmuration, really, that energy that we feel from from comrades. So, Jennifer, what would be your closing remark in this introductory podcast? Well, I'm excited to explore more subjects as, as a murmuration where we aren't exactly in charge, Amelia. We, we bring in some various experts in their field. We, we talk to, I'm already thinking about people who in my mind is buzzing ahead of my ability to speak. You can tell that, Emilia. But I'm already thinking about some of the people who we could come, we could ask questions and just, just let them talk. As I say, this may sound like a ramble, but if there's one sentence that you take away from it as, as a group, if there's one thought that sparks a little bit of reflection, then as you say, Emilia, our job is done. So that's what I'm excited about, the future, the next planned episode, and where we go from here. Who knows? What about you? What I am excited about is to keep our listeners on the edge with the theories, the models, the guests, our reflections, 
And maybe we'll have a few volunteers and callers to come and join us in our discussions to create that edge for us and for others and just get ready to be transformed instantly and create our leadership moderation. Yeah, create momentum. That's what we need. Thank you so much, Amelia. It's been great. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Power of Murmuration. As ever, we hope that this sparks your curiosity, encourages you to think differently and inspires your courage to act. Please join us again next month. And goodbye till then. The team at the Gosh Learning Academy would love to get your feedback on the episode, as well as suggestions for future topics you'd like to hear. You can find a link to the feedback survey in the description for the episode. If you want to hear more about the work of the Gosh Learning Academy, you can find us on social media, on Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn, or you can visit our website at www.gosh.nhs.uk and search Learning Academy. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.